It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, turn to Romans chapter 3 and verse number 21. Romans chapter 3, verse 21, we're continuing our thought on justification as we've been kind of working our way through Romans. Now, we may skip over some in chapter 4 for the purposes of the study we're really dealing with here, but um, we've looked so far in weeks past in Romans 1 through 3 very heavily at sin, and that all become guilty before God. That was the purpose of the law. And then yesterday we began dealing with this thing of justification. And we'll read our text just to kind of get our mind set on this again and then continue to go on through it. Um, Romans chapter 3 verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we said this thing of justification is the word justified, if we were to put a very simple, practical definition to it, it means just as if I've never sinned. Just as if I've never sinned. Now, if I'm going to be able to stand before God and stand before the judgment seat of God and make it through it, then I'm going to have to be able to be just as if I've never sinned. The Bible is very clear in Romans chapter 6 that the wages of sin is death. All of us have sinned to uh, be judged according to. We're all under sin. We're all under condemnation. Um, we're all guilty before God. And so there's no way... That we can get around our sin problem. And so the need that we said yesterday was for the righteousness of God to be able to be put on our account because there is no other righteousness that is good enough to get us into heaven. Jesus said in the Gospels that except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, then you, you couldn't enter in the kingdom of heaven. Well, the Pharisees were the best of the best, but they were still sinners. And so then we begin to deal a little bit more in depth in depth with this thing of justification. Well, how is it that we are going to be justified before God? How is it that I can have peace, that I can have confidence when I stand before God? How is it that I can know that I'm going to be in heaven when I die? Well, that's going to be by faith. And so Paul begins to draw some more conclusions here for us through this passage, and then in, on through chapter 4, he's proving this point. In verse number 24, he says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So this justification, number one, it's, it's going to be freely. It's, it's given to us without a cause. Now, if you can truly wrap your head around that, you'll begin to barely comprehend the love of God. The honest truth is that none of us deserve it. And outside of the love and grace of God, we would have never gotten 
anything to justify us before God. You see, our relationship from, um, because of our sin is broken with God. We are separated from God, and there, therefore the wages of sin is death. That death that is speaking of is a spiritual separation. We know ultimately the place of judgment is... Uh, First of all, hell, and then at, after the great white throne judgment, the lake of fire. We know that. I hope we, you know that as well. So we see this thing. If we're going to be justified, it's going to be by faith. And 22 kind of gives us a quick snapshot. It's the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. But then he goes to 24, being justified. That means made just as if we've never sinned freely by his grace. That is, he's going to justify us without a cause, simply because of His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So this justification, we know, is going to be found in Christ Jesus. It says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. That word propitiation means basically a payment in the place of. Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood. He was the final sacrifice. But because of his sacrifice, because of his shedding of blood, because he paid the penalty for our sins, he became, he did that to be our propitiation. He did that to die in our place. And it says to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare it, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So we see that if we're going to be justified before God, then we're going to have to believe in Jesus Christ. I'm going somewhere, I'm probably going kind of a long route around, but just hang on with me for a moment. He goes on to say, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay. But by the law of faith. Here's his conclusion. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Now if you'll remember, he's writing this to Hebrews. Now this is what we know about them in chapter three and ver I'm sorry, chapter two, verse seventeen. It says, "Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God." The truth of the matter is, the Jews prided themselves, and many still do, in what they think is keeping the law. They every man has fallen short. Paul's trying to prove a point here and saying, "Listen." Justification never was by the law. The law was given to give us knowledge of sin, and and that's just to show that we are guilty before God. And if we're going to be justified by, before God, it's going to be freely by His grace. It's going to be accomplished through the work that He did on Calvary. That's why He had to come, because we in no way, shape, or form could get ourselves to heaven. Christ didn't die for no reason. Christ came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died a death that he knew he would die. He was born to die, took our sins upon himself, that we could be justified through the blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary. So we see this thing of justification. We need the righteousness of God to be able to stand before God and make it through the judgment. 
And that is going to happen by faith without the deeds of the law. There's a lot of people that think that they can work their way into heaven. They think they can do enough good to make it where God is going to be pleased with whatever it is that they're doing. But the sad fact of the matter is that they have deceived themselves. Because this thing of justification is by faith alone in Christ's finished work. So we, we flip the page, we go to chapter 4. He begins to give us some examples. Now we're going to kind of go through chapter 4 very quickly. There's probably a lot better than I that can go a lot deeper into this. I, at the moment, am not really wanting to or needing to touch deeply into this, I don't believe. We'll read a, a little bit of it here, but the whole point of chapter 4 is explaining some of what he's saying. And, and I want to make this very clear. Salvation has always been the same. Our justification before God has always been by faith. He's going to go to Abraham here in chapter 4 and going back before Abraham was given the law. Before, as the sign of the covenant was, the circumcision, he goes and shows that Abraham received the promise of this righteousness through faith before he ever was under the law. And it goes to show there are some that try to say God's method of people being saved is different. But it's not. It's always been by faith and it always will be by faith. Did they have maybe all the truth of the gospel? Not necessarily. But they looked in faith to a coming Redeemer. They looked in faith to a coming Messiah. We find here Abraham had a promise from God. And Abraham believed God, and because of his belief in God, his trust in what God had said, it was counted to him for righteousness. Follow with me, if you will, Romans chapter 4 and verse number 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it, his belief in God there, was counted unto him for righteousness. Salvation was never through works. People misunderstand that about the Old Testament. They look at all the sacrifices that they did in the tabernacle, and they think, wow, look at all that they had to do to be saved. Well, you misunderstand something. There was a sacrifice, a looking towards Christ. Yes, a lot of it typifies Christ, but I'll let you know this right off the bat, that righteousness was always by faith. The sacrifices that they did were to maintain the relationship before God, just as we now ought to be confessing our sins when, when, when we sin and restoring that relationship, that fellowship, I should say, with God. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. It goes on to say, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Some people think God owes them something. Some people think they've lived in such a way that when they get to heaven, God owes them heaven. It's not true. God doesn't owe anyone anything. 
Righteousness is not going to be by our works. Righteousness cannot be by our works. You see, we have the sin problem already, and that sin's got to be dealt with. It says in verse 5, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. The only way we're ever going to be able to be declared righteous before God is through faith in Jesus Christ, his Son, and his finished work in Calvary. And the end of the chapter is going to show us that. It, he goes on to say, Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Or just automatically account, automatically credit sin to our account. And that's how we stand before God now. But if we, in faith, trust in Jesus Christ, we can be justified before God and we become just as if we've never sinned before God. But more than that even, we... We now have the righteousness of God imputed to our account. So where before I stood as a sinner before God, now I stand as righteous before God. I have been declared righteous. I stand in the righteousness of Christ. And when God sees it, I am free from all sin. I've already been forgiven. My debt's already been paid. He sees nothing but the righteousness of God, and I can therefore go into heaven. He gives us an example, a little deeper, of Abraham and how the, the timing of everything there. I don't really want to get into that too much. But we find Abraham was given a promise. And Abraham believed that promise against all odds. My friend, you have a promise from God that if you'll turn from your sin, turn from your way, and go God's way, and put your full faith and trust in Christ's finished work on Calvary, you have a promise that you will stand before God justified, just as if you've never sinned. And you can have confidence that you'll be in heaven when you die if you're willing to put your full faith and trust in Christ alone and be fully persuaded that what he has promised he is also able to perform thank you so much for listening you've been listening to the back to the book broadcast with brother jimmy ruckman you can send all correspondence to brother jimmy ruckman 1621 six mile cemetery road maryville tennessee 37803 or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com the back to the book broadcast is a ministry of the ridgeview baptist church in wallen tennessee you can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org